0: and we are live good morning everybody it's your favorite truck driver ex-truck driver in the whole wide world and this morning we got a special guest we got papa joe at the house what's
1: going on everyone
0: Um, uh, he was here last night for the entrepreneur uh video slash woo yeah, woo video it
1: was a lot of fun
0: <laughs> We. Um, we did a lot of, of, uh, of information on entrepreneurial things, but we also, you know, dipped our, our whole leg into woo-woo and, uh, <laughs> we yeah, didn't we dip a everyone. toe. It
1: wasn't just a toe, it was everything, everyone. Just jumped right in, right off the, right off the high dive into the deep end.
0: Yeah. And yeah. It it was a blast, though. I mean, we had um, uh, we had a few other live viewers, and um, and just ran through um, what was actually coming in El Salvador. Explained the app um, and the website that we are creating for the El Salvador. environment that we are creating and explained why El Salvador basically freedom, zero taxes and a very pro-crypto environment, which is why I chose this headline as the headline (laughs) for the show this morning was the SEC is the enemy of freedom and crypto. Now, uh, I'm going to do a little rant, then I'm going to let Papa Joe rant, then we're going to rant together. What's the, um, the The SEC is not for the people. The SEC was created to protect. The system from actually being replaced with creative destruction because the system is so reliant on on the other pieces of the system in place in order for the whole national structure of the government to actually keep itself in power. The SEC was created so that the corporations and the education structure that was being built would remain in power forever because the SEC regulates the investment community and the investment environment of America. And if you want a specific like-minded group of individuals leading your country's direction, then you want those like-minded individuals to be the, the wealthy of your country. So you basically... You create something that will give the green light to the chosen ones Mm -hmm. and slap the chit out of the competition of the chosen ones. Hence the SEC. It was born as a weapon and it remains as a weapon against free market natural forces that would have already economically replaced the current structure. And now we have, we've reached the point where the prefer, um The proverbial, 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 eh, close, fuck enough. Right. The proverbial uh, unmovable object has collided with the unstoppable object. And that is SEC versus crypto.
1: There's an interesting thing coming up about that too, I think.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, they're going to hit, and it's, this is the beginning of that, where the SEC, they have rejected every single ETF that is, actually based on holding the asset in which the ETF is based on in no other in no other product no other commodity is there a futures market but not a spot market It's the equivalent of having a corn futures market but nowhere you can buy corn much. all right that, that is the wall they're against because they they, they know an ETF with the existing system. The exit. See the reason the ETF is so important, and the reason that they will not and cannot approve an ETF is because the ETF is legislatively put in to the system where every entity in America can legally buy ETFs at every level. And, and a physical quote unquote physical Bitcoin ETF means that every hedge fund, every college endowment, every insurance, company every entity in America can buy that ETF and if you have an ETF linked with a asset that has a fixed supply good night folks mm-hmm. The it's price, yeah, it's done it. <laughs> yeah, the price of Bitcoin would shoot up so fast it it would almost look like a glitch. You'd go, wait, there's got to be something wrong. Why is Bitcoin at a million dollars in three days?
1: Yeah, something like that. That amount of pressure coming into it that would be insane.
0: Yeah it it would be it would be basically opening up the Hoover Dam and expecting the flow to go through a straw. That's the That's equivalent as the straw would be the limited supply of Bitcoin. Because HODLers, on an average day, there's only maybe, maybe a million Bitcoin float. That's available for trade. All right. And Those are priced at separate levels on separate platforms on separate buy walls. And they're all set at different prices. You um, let me explain what an actual buy and sell wall is on a chart. You have them like this. You have a sell wall which is the amount of inventory for sale. Now, the reason it's angled this way is at the very bottom, right down here, is the lowest price that they're available for. And usually right next to it is the amount that is for sale at that price. And over here is the buy wall. The buy wall is the amount at the tip, at the bottom, that was last paid or last offered for pay for that Bitcoin. That's where they meet. At that point is the last offered price of, of, of the Bitcoin. Now, if they launched at an ETF, the buy wall would eat up the sell wall. It would be
1: really fast too. Like, so there's no quickly, there's,
0: no there's in the grand scheme, there is no liquidity of there's not enough liquidity in the market of physical Bitcoins to purchase them at a stable price. So if if you have an over-the-counter who gets an order for, say, 20,000 Bitcoins, well, they don't have 20,000 Bitcoin sitting in a back pocket somewhere.
1: Nope.
0: They have to go out and accumulate 20,000 Bitcoin.
1: And they have to do it at a lower price than you're buying so they can actually make a profit themselves too. So yeah. Which isn't going to happen. Right. <laughs>
0: or they charge a premium. Or, yeah, yep. And most of the time they charge a premium on that large of a buy. Because it's a lot of work. I mean, imagine that you're a farmer, all right? And you grow corn. And you sell your corn to a buyer. Well, imagine if each farmer only grew one ear of corn. Globally, every farm grew one ear of corn and a buyer said, I want, I want a hundred thousand ears of corn. They'd have to go to a hundred thousand farms. That's what an over the counter does. They have a wide network and a lot of them are linked inside uh, um of several different other networks um there's like exchange hub there's a um, there's several of them and and a lot of these over the counters and a lot of other exchanges uh APY, I, I
1: think that's a, what a, yeah
0: um uh, A PI there. is that right? Well. No, it's A-P-Y. Yeah. Where AYP. whatever. They they basically plug into like there's so many like Coinbase has an API into Binance. So if they don't have liquidity, they can draw liquidity out of Binance, which will push the price up on Binance. And so they're all apy or api together in this big network and an over-the-counter will tap into that. And it isn't like they buy them all at once. They aren't like, okay, I'm gonna buy, you know, 20,000 Bitcoin execute. No.
1: It's like a billion dollars right now.
0: Yeah. So basically, if you want that many Bitcoin, Good luck. You have to come up with a strategy to buy, which means you're over the counter. There's companies out there that are, all they do is they buy Bitcoin strategically. They have a group of buyers that buy it strategically on the dips. Now, these are also the entities that cause the dip.
1: Yeah. They're the ones who slam it down. They're the ones who dump on the market. They're the ones...
0: Right. So if you've ever seen the price of of like the flash crashes, that's those groups because they have a very profitable request from a buyer, they're like, okay, if you can get me 8,000 bitcoin at 56,000 dollars of bitcoin, I'll pay you a premium at 57,000 per bitcoin. So these trading entities will sell because remember. And if you're a trader, if you've ever traded, when you see a price drop on low volume, that's them. Very much so. Right, because they're selling across multiple platforms at once, but they're only selling maybe one Bitcoin per platform.
1: And then because there's no liquidity there, that or there's no, there's no. It's so thin it just takes the price.
0: Right, and it <laughs> drops the price. Then once it hits their price target, they drop it under by about 1000 or $2,000, hoping they can get it at a lower price because they've already got their their accepted price. So they know what their actual buyer is going to buy it at. If they can drop it under that, all all of what they get it for cheaper is their profit too. So they're not only getting the premium, they're also getting that float between how low they can drop it.
1: The thing is, though, you know what you're saying. The whole point of the the whole point of the SEC, right? Um, they are gonna go away. Right? So they they need to shut up. They need to sit down and get out of the way. They don't know what they're talking about. You and I were talking about that yesterday. They have no idea what they're talking about with this. And then you've got the the hearing yesterday with the crypto, the CEOs, the different from the different companies from different entirely different sectors in the blockchain and crypto sphere that um, all had very valid points. And at the end of the day, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, I feel like won. I feel like that's what actually came out. That the they publicly the world got to hear what these actual companies are doing that they are mostly regulated, that they are complying with the rules already. And then you've got Gensler sitting in his high tower sitting there going, it's not regulated. It's not regulated. It's not regulated, but it is. Yeah, That's the thing is it is. So they're, they're, they're spreading that FUD. They're trying to, to slam down the price. Probably from my perspective is so that they can attempt to collect it themselves. Because the reason being is if they can't control the money supply, then they can't control the economy. Then they can't control you. And yeah. that's the end of the day. Is that what it's the control over us, humanity? That's why I say on, on my show, blockchain is freedom for humanity. It really is, because not just from a monetary perspective, but also from the technology advancements that we get to build on top of that platform, because it's compute that is everywhere and as yet and it allows us to be able to have that decentralized and distributed. I can tap into it anywhere, literally and stand something up and let it run across all the rest of the network. Yep. that is something that humanity has never seen before. And it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, with the news that ha- came out with, with very, I think that that's going to be a linchpin potentially for
0: the SEC. Shout out to Reggie. Yeah, buddy. Reggie Middleton got a big win yesterday. Major win. Uh, we'll actually talk about that later on in the show.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, the equivalent of what is going on right now. Now, if if you know your history, then you know that the closest historically that I can get to explaining what's going on right now is the invention of the telephone. <laughs> and... And the government, at the time of the widespread networking of the telephone lines, their argument was that the telephone should be regulated because this allows people to talk to each other freely. Yep. And one one of the issues that the government had with Ma Bell was Ma Bell would not let the government put tracking and recording instruments in between the nodes of the network and the uh, switches of the network. So my bell was attacked and went after big time by the government because they said, "No, no, 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 no. You don't understand. The government has to be able to listen in.
1: See, that's the problem with our government as it is today. And the thing is, and this is where it comes back to the education system, as it's made people forget the fact that we, the people, are the ones in charge of this country, that they have the privilege to serve in a capacity in a public office. That's not a right. They have no authority over us. We have the authority over them. That's the thing, is that the regulatory bodies that we have, the types of government that we have in here, they think that in crypto bitcoin and all the other other platforms out there they think that they have to grasp control just like you're talking about they had to grasp control of the phones they have to grasp control of the telegraph whatever you want whatever all throughout history because they had to have their control this is the first time i think in history that they can't get control over it and that's why they're slamming it for as much as as long as they are and that's that's blockchain
0: you're you're (laughs) absolutely right the reason it worked with Marbell, was there was a, Ma, a Ma Bell office. Yep. The SEC and the federal government can't call the Bitcoin office. It doesn't exist. And go, uh, yeah, Bitcoin, yeah, we're going to need you to come in and testify. See, they're bringing in CEOs of on-ramps. They're bringing in CEOs of companies that are connected to the network, but don't control the network. And that's that's what's really pissing off the government is, is there's no one to prosecute. They can't prosecute Ripple for involving themselves in a network. They can't prosecute Coinbase for involving themselves in a network. It's now they can say, you need this license and that license and this license and that license. That's fine. And a lot of them like Coinbase and Gemini and, a lot of the regulated ones and Ripple, the reason Ripple is getting plucked right now is they're the first one to bend over.
1: Pretty much. And that's why Like at the end of the day, when people start to realize that blockchain technology is an already regulated system, it's by design a regulated system, that these central exchanges like the Coinbase's and the different platforms that we're talking about here they're going to go away because technologists like people like me we're going to leapfrog the current system like we've got distributed or uh, decentralized exchanges really really starting to ramp up and come online when you really look into decentralized exchanges guys you'll understand really quickly that that is something they cannot regulate just like they cannot regulate bitcoin now you'll hear them talk about stablecoins it's all they can talk about because it's tied to the dollar. Yeah. You can't talk about Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies because it doesn't touch the dollar. They can't control something they don't issue, that they don't own, that they don't have already control over. They can't grasp control over something that, that doesn't exist any, in any single singular location. I guess you could say that that way.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, <clears throat> it, in every other physical market, They have control or at least influence in every other market. Uh, Let's use a corn trade. They can literally bribe a farmer not to plant corn. They'll say, we will pay you to not plant that field. So y'all going to pay me to not work? I'll buy that. But with Bitcoin, they can't do anything. They can't call up Bitcoin and go, yeah, uh, hold off on that next release on that block reward. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. That block reward comes on average every 10 minutes. They can't do anything. It's, it, it's and I've said before on my show, it's it's like the house of Congress going out in the middle of the street, Washington, DC, looking up at the rising sun and going, stop rising. <laughs> That's exactly
1: what they're doing. That's a good way to put that.
0: The sun. I didn't even know their little piddly asses are there. Nope. Bitcoin don't care. Bitcoin doesn't have a conscience. Bitcoin has has a constitution.
1: That's the regulated system that's built into it.
0: Bingo. See, the constitution of Bitcoin is the code. It just executes the code. It knows nothing. It is not anything but repeating code over and over and over and over and over over again. And it is, it's basically Congress walking up to a microwave And asking the microwave to add butter. Hey, while you're cooking that microwave, could you add some butter? <laughs> the microwave's not going to answer.
1: It's going to keep right on running.
0: It's just going to microwave shit.
1: Fry all the everything out of it too.
0: <laughs> right. It it's in, in Congress hate it. Governments hate it because now they have a creative destruction war against something they cannot defeat. They have no weapons against it except the perception of the people watching the war that's it if people have asked me several hundreds of times why are you so why are you so bullish on bitcoin continuing to go up
1: it's built in to go up every time you got the deflationary aspects of it it will cut in half every four approximately four years but the demand has constantly gone up. It's simple economics. Then, yeah, and when it cuts in half, you're when when we have stuff rise and fall in price in in our economy now. Usually, it goes down in in a percentage or like the inflation goes up by a small percentage, not half by a small percentage. When you start getting into the demand that we're we're getting into now, and I talk about technology cycles, right? So you've got the 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 um, the POC, the MVP. The alpha testing, the beta yes. testing, the the, um, the early adopters and the generally available and then into production. Right now, we are just getting into that early adoption. We're not even, we're, we're just a couple of feet into it right now. Absolutely. And it's going to explode just because of the amount of demand that's going to be on here. From an economic standpoint, you cut that in half every four years going forward, it is going to constantly rise.
0: This this is what this s- stock to flow plan B model is based on And if if you've really dived deep into stock to flow, you understand that there's there's a period of time that is called the price appreciation. Period. We are at the point right now where, and this is why a lot of us, including me, Raul Paul, uh, Plan B, uh, um, uh, Oh, that asian guy um i can't remember his name um woo or uh
1: i know you're talking about something yeah something like that
0: yeah um why we're all saying this is not your typical bitcoin market cycle no this is different this time This is not like 2013. Willie Woo, Yes. Yes. Thank you, Chad. Um, This is not like 2013. The initial part of this run-up, yes, it resembles other run-ups. It's the other side of this run-up because what we're running into is... This is the price appreciation phase where we go up so high in market cap and the amount of distribution reaches a point that is so diversified that once we hit, I think it's 100, 150 or hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars per bitcoin the market the, cap's huge the market cap will be so big that not one wallet holds enough to drop the price of bitcoin more than one tenth of a percent
1: it becomes stable at that point and everyone's freaking out about its its volatility yeah, every emerging market has volatility until a certain point. And that's where the interest or the market cap or whatever it is that's behind it, that's driving it, that actually forces it to that plateau. Yeah. And then once it at that plateau from a market cap perspective, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean the price isn't going go yeah. to, to go, go up. Yeah,
0: it's going to continue to go up,
1: but it'll plateau and then go up, plateau and then go up.
0: Yes, you won't have these rises and then big dips. You won't have these rises and then big dips. Like you said, you'll have a rise and then a plateau with a little dip, then a rise, then a plateau. Because the only way that you could have a big dip is is through control of the emotions of the participants of the network. And that's where the media, why do you think that uh, Coindesk and uh, 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 Cointelegraph and all of the major media of crypto is owned by the Digital Currency Group. Because the Digital Currency Group, if you look who's on the board of directors of the Digital Currency Group, all SEC people, Federal Reserve people, they know their only weapon Against cryptos, is the illusion that the media in cryptos can make.
1: Well, here's the thing, though, is that those of us who've been in the crypto space for as long as we have been—sorry—the thing is, is that those of us who've been in the crypto space as long as we have been, is that we see through all of that, yeah. and that is why we're part of and or into crypto because they can't do anything about it. They can say it's literally like a breeze blowing it's going to be here one second and it's going to be gone the next they can't do anything about it it's it's just like a storm blowing through be, it'll rain but it won't do anything except make everything better yeah <laughs> it's and- just the way it works it's not gonna and it'll just disappear because again the technological advancements will leapfrog the need for even having it and it already has people just need to wake up to the fact that it's there and those of us who've been in it like this, we're not going to sit there and accept them saying, well, because we are who we are, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And we're going to sit there and go, no, we don't because you don't control this.
0: Yeah. And, oh, uh, hey, uh, there are apples out, out in my van. Gotcha. Uh, The, The SEC is literally and the the mainstream media of cryptocurrency, they're basically trying to trap you inside of a house with no windows and tell you the sun is not rising right now the average joe that may or jane that may not know uh cryptocurrencies as well as as us they may believe that the sun's <clears throat> not rising that the price of bitcoin it anybody who anybody who tells you That Bitcoin will go to zero is an absolute liar or an idiot.
1: And we were talking about today that um, in an information age, right, you don't have an excuse for being ignorant. Yeah. When you take the word ignorant and turn it into ignorance or ignorant, ignoring, you're choosing to ignore the data and information that is readily available for you. Nobody can be nations. No, nope, because the data and information is there. It is 100% the choice to ignore or be ignorant. It is a choice to be ignorant. In today's age, when t- days of it, or the days of information, we don't have an excuse because at that point, it is an actual decision. You can't just go, what is blockchain? What is Bitcoin? How do I better it or It's just that's the type of environment we live in, and it's a choice. People are choosing to bury their heads in the sand. And ignore the fact that this is going to fundamentally change everything we are doing. And it is. It is. Look at all the stuff that we're doing and, and able to do with our lives now because of crypto. Yeah. The, the Being able to build residual incomes off of crypto, being able to take small amounts of investment type money and make it into massive amounts of financial uh, gain for you and yourself and your family. It's massive. It's amazing that we're going to be able to go into this we are going into this time now and never thought in my life this would happen. Yeah. It's, it's incredible.
0: And and uh, one of the tricks of the mainstream media is is turning a win into a loss. And let me explain that. All right. This happens all the time on wall street where the media will get on their show and go uh the uh the shares of apple went down because the um uh, Uh, the, the quarterly profits didn't meet expectations. That is, that's a mind trick. That is basically, and they do it on voting, where they'll have a reporter doing an exit poll and the news report will be exit polls show this and then they'll show the true vote and they'll compare the two and they'll give more credibility to the exit poll than they will the actual vote count yep and what what the cryptocurrency media does is they take a win and they try to shift it into a loss in the eyes of the people in cryptocurrency. Like right now, the Bitcoin is sitting at right forty eight thousand five hundred thirty
1: five dollars and eighty cents.
0: Right, forty eight thousand dollars. The media will be like, the Bitcoin crashes to $48,000. Okay. Do you know a little over a year and a half ago, it was selling for $3,000?
1: People don't realize that right now. Those who are going into it right now, they don't go look back. They're just like, oh, here's the price. I bought it here. It went up and then dropped below. And they're forgetting the fact. Go look at the history. You had been listening to people like us back then. You'd be doing just fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's (laughs) if if you go back in time on my show, you can watch episodes where I'm arguing with Convey that Bitcoin will reach twenty. $2,000 $2000 by Friday. And Tone Vays on his show saying, "Nope, we're retracing back to 400." And my argument was we're in a pr- we're in the middle of the price a- appreciation phase of the four-year cycle at this inflation rate of the Bitcoin overall, uh, distribution of coins. And I won that argument by Friday, it had hit $2,000 now today. I have people telling me, do you feel guilty? Do you feel guilty? For what? Because you're you're telling people that Bitcoin's a good investment at sixty thousand dollars. And I said, You mean the same way I feel guilty when I told him it was a good investment at eight hundred dollars? No. I don't feel guilty at all.
1: People think this is the top. They don't realize that, that it, it's built into the code to have and to go down in supply and that people will stop selling their cryptos. Like, we're not, I'm not selling my cryptos. Yeah. Not, I will use it as a residual income. And whatever the residual is, that is what it is. And people are, are starting to realize that they can do that with this. And they're never going to let go of their crypto. It's going to cause a double squeeze. It yeah. really, really is.
0: It's it's the HODL effect. It's and as, as the price goes up, the HODL effect gets stronger. Because it's it's the you don't get rid of good money to get bad money. Because if you're not hodling, you're selling. Well, what are you selling into? you're selling into the dollar. The dollar is about to be mega inflated. If you don't know what's going on over in China (laughs) with Evergrande and the other top three real estate corporations in China, America's about a month away the Federal Reserve is not going to make the printer go burr. The Federal Reserve is going to need more fucking printers because they're going to make them all go burr.
1: Yeah, this—I mean, with what Fitz this morning announced that Evergrande actually is in default. Yeah, so that's a big deal. We're about to—it's going to it's gonna ripple across the globe, as I've been saying in my show, like they're going to take care of their own inside their country but they're not the bondholders here which is these type people they're going to lose control because they are they're literally going to tank yeah they're going to hit hard
0: you have to understand the importance of a credit rating agency saying that because if you understand credit rating agencies, if they downgrade you to default, there are institutions that are contractually obligated to sell. Yep. That means they don't have a choice. They have to sell the share or the future or the asset that has been downgraded and you but problem is there's no buyers
1: not for that and the thing is is that whenever you know we talked about this taking place and the inflation happening it's, it's all going up everyone's looking at crypto and other they're trying to figure out how to get out of the market I, and I'm just like, Something I talked about on my show. Crypto is the exit strategy. Gold silver, yes, but crypto is the easiest transition into get out of the market. Instead of going into cash, which is what they've historically done, they would go into dollars or they would go into the USD, whatever this whatever the commodities exchanges, whatever. And then they would go and buy back in when it dropped. Now, when the dollar's worth nothing, we're going to end up having people jump right into crypto. It's going to be a fantastic thing.
0: Yeah. This is a great question by Chris Don't you guys think they'll do everything in their power to not let the uh let them actually default It's it's out of their control now mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why because the system is so Filled with derivatives and derivatives of derivatives that no centralized agency, even China, had, is aware of every derivative linked with every other derivative, and when when I say that. Uh, this announcement by a credit rating agency triggers automatic sales. What that means is that these entities have to sell, but if there's no buyers, now mind you, these these entities that are holding the bonds, they're not being paid the dividends from the bonds, so well, the
1: bond market is about to collapse. It's oh God! The, it's yes. in the quadrillions. People don't understand like trillion dollars. Go look up. Go on online and do a quick image search. There are images out there that depict what all the different markets are in a some sort of picturesque, some sort of picture format. The bond market is bigger than all of it combined. And yes, insane.
0: When the bond market crashes. Because you have to remember that the bond market represents several different structures of financial instruments. It's derivatives. It is. Uh, it's a lot of friggin' debt. Bonds it,
1: are debt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is basically a bunch of IOUs linked to a bunch of IOUs linked to a bunch of IOUs. And as soon as one of those IOUs don't pay, if that entity is on the top of the pyramid of the IOUs, everything, every IOU under it collapses so at the top of the chinese real estate market which is the foundation of the chinese economy
1: it's really kind of the foundation of the world because who doesn't pay their mortgages as they as they said in the 2008 crisis
0: right when you have the number one corporation Saying we can't pay our IOUs. Every mother plucking company under that. Bye-bye. Every one of them's going. Yep. If you don't pay your IOU, I can't pay my IOU.
1: And goodbye. Sister.
0: And that it's the lehman moment. And see the Lehman moment here in America was sound once Lehman fell, they knew they couldn't allow any other of the banks to fall. This is a real estate company.
1: It's a wee bit different.
0: The <laughs> banking structure is is actually built on networks that flow liquidity so they could inject liquidity pretty quickly because there's only seven major banks but if you if you remember 2007 2008 you remember that some of the other companies that were having problems was insurance companies because these insurance companies insure bonds.
1: Yep. And then they take the insurance money that they pay in there and then they invest that into
0: other
1: (laughs) instruments. And then it's just round (laughs) and round circle that they can't get their money out and do this stuff.
0: Bye bye, baby.
1: Every bit of it's going to go away and crypto is going to be a big deal. And that's why Veritasium, Veritasium is a big deal. Is,
0: it's why it's, it's sitting at what, like right right 200 bucks? It went up to 200. It I was to $20 long. yesterday. I, yeah. I, yeah. It was like yeah, $20 something. Dollars. $20 something. Dollars. The, uh, the announcement with Reggie Middleton. That thing shot up to two hundred dollar. I still own some veritasium from back in the day. Same here. <laughs> I mean, I remember when Reggie Middleton was doing the ICO and and was begging people to buy very at a buck fifty. Yep. He's like, "Can I get a buck fifty?" Anybody? Anybody? But there were so little people that understood what Veritasium was that there, he only sold like two million dollars worth of Veritasium. There's a
1: reason the SEC sued and confiscated, stole. Yeah, stole ninety-eight uh, percent of the coins. Which now, with the with the news that he got his patents, they I'm might be able to sure get it back. They might be able to get it back, and there because of the way the patents are written. They're going to be able to go after pretty much all financial institutions because oh, yeah. of patent infringement. Now I don't know what the outcomes are going to be, but that's they that's basically what they're going to be able to be doing, and they're probably going to be able to do. I don't know. I can't. We can't speak on on any knowledge of that or anything. But yeah. If I had to guess, if it were me, I would probably I would set up a path or a some sort of I wouldn't say war path, but a path to go through and make them either pay their royalties or stop what they're
0: doing. <laughs> yeah, so. Reggie's, Reggie now has legal standing and that's a big deal a big in court. Deal. Right, he has legal standing for a lawsuit against the government. And now, mind you, the government c- could choose a corrupt judge Let's well, take it higher. yeah it it's it's but this case will reach the Supreme Court Garen pluck and t- it. and guess what Reggie you got a lot of of good news when you get to the Supreme Court <laughs> because a lot of the new Supreme Court justices, you are are talking people that are on the verge of getting rid of Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Uh, And not because they're anti-abortion. They are pro-constitution. And Roe versus Wade, what makes it so powerful is it was the first national law that was applied over all 50 states at once. They don't give a pluck about. They tied it to abortion, so they had a marketing campaign. They wanted the legal precedence that the federal government could issue a law that would cover all of America. Well, now the structure of the United States Supreme Court is going to slap that chip down to back to the states where the states have the authority to regulate their own
1: Which is how it's supposed to be done. Structure, yes. Which is how it was initially under the Constitution supposed to be set.
0: And and here, uh, we only got like a minute left and I got uh, a, is the importance of that is you know, oh my God, you don't know. No one can wrap their heads around this. You know how many court cases having nothing to do with abortion have pointed to Roe versus Wade in their argument for the creation of national legislation. The Board of Education, in the lawsuits against the the National Board of Education, they pointed to Roe versus Wade as precedents for the establishment of the EPA of all. If you notice after Roe versus Wade, if they started launching organizations out of Washington, like it was going out of freaking style. Yep. Because Roe versus Wade set the precedent for the, um, the U S federal government to apply individual law nationwide, that it was the first time that the federal government was able to write and apply a law to individuals outside of the currency. if roe versus wade goes down the whole system of the federal government goes with it
1: as it is today it'll, as it'll it reset is back today to where it's supposed to go
0: yes mm-hmm. it will literally because as soon as roe versus wade is overturned every single legislation that uses used roe versus wade as a precedent precedent setting legislation goes away boom you're done you're out your filing document for your legislation was just nullified <laughs> Bye bye, EPA.
1: Bye
0: bye, every everything like that. Bye bye, eighty percent of the federal government in one big swoop. Beautiful. All right, everybody. Papa Joe, thank you for coming on the yeah, show. Man, glad to be it. Thanks for having me. It's it. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Please like and share it, and uh, please, guys. Holy moly cow, what we got coming up with Barry and what we got coming up with with Bitcoin and Litecoin and, and all of this, please do yourself a favor and get a crypto laptop. Crypto only laptop from Calyx Solutions. Don't hold your cryptos on what looks like a damn keychain. And don't hold them on your phone, not your keys, not your coins. That's it. And you don't want your applications holding your cryptos on a laptop that you go shopping at Walmart with. Don't, don't put a safe full of gold into a trunk of a car and go to Walmart with it. I'm just saying, I'm I'm going to run an ad from our sponsor, Kalix Solutions. And we're going to let you guys go. Call Patrick 702-845-8276.
1: Are you buying and selling cryptos on the same laptop that you're using to browse the internet, read your email and visit social media sites? If so, you're exposing your cryptos to theft. Whenever you're online, you're at risk of getting hacked and having your identity stolen. How would you feel if someone stole all of your cryptos? What would that do to your finances? Guard your cryptos with a safe and secure laptop from Kalix Solutions. Each laptop is set up just for you and your cryptos, and then we walk you through exactly how it works. Don't risk the security of your cryptos. Order a crypto laptop from Kalix Solutions now to secure your crypto future. Learn more at CalyxSolutions.io. All
0: right, everyone. Have a a great day. And Papa Joe, thanks again. Yeah, man. And I I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Same time, same back channel. Love you guys. Bye-bye. See
1: ya.